tryna love you like you supposed to be loved. She know I'm a thug, she don't shit me like no rapper. See you coming up, I can make that faster. Smooth operator, ain't tryna be no hassle. I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be loved. I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be loved. Hanging on my jersey, tell me through dinner. I know she the one I get that middle school feeling. Did some wrong, but overall, you know I'm still a real one. I'ma still be around when you get down here. Anytime she pop out, she poppin' her big one It ain't no confusion, she f***ing on her lip one Anytime I got bored, I just turned up and picked one I'm talking billions on islands like Gilligan I'm cheating you daily, for surely familiar Custom your wardrobe, your crib, new interior I've been thinking highly of you, that's imperial Thought I would follow for you, I'm delirious I'm tryna love you like you supposed to be love She know I'm a thug, she don't shit me like no rapper See you coming up, I can make that faster Smooth operator, ain't tryna be no even though I'm rich, I still sit back just in my room Staring at the stars, looking at the moon She must think I'm sweet, but I be moving with the goons I went number one, but you still make me feel like two See, I give it all Give it all back, even including my jewels Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 116 of the Splash Cast. Monday Night Raw, the Around the League edition. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood. Our powers combined. We are your HBCU homeboys. And like I told y'all at the end of the pregame, if you're in school, go to class. <laughs> so y'all know what it is when it comes to uh, Monday Night Raw, Around the League. We always talk about our HBCU news around the culture, basketball news around the league, football news around the league. And we start out the pregame, our splashes of the week. So HBCU, we talked about it earlier. We said that it was uh, orientation week. Uh, football camp is just getting underway. Not a lot of news has come out. Uh, so we're just going to take a week off from HBCU. We did talk about and highlight the largest classes of some of the intake, uh, for freshman intake for most of these schools, including Morris Brown, which is back. So uh, shout out to all the hey, HBCUs and that, getting that started. That gym looked crazy. Yeah, that was Olive Branch. That was Morris Brown, Clark Atlanta, Spellman, and uh, Morehouse. All in those gyms. And uh, for the first time, all four were back in like 20 years. It's been a long time since Morris Brown has been back. So shout out to them. Shout out to them. That's beautiful and much needed, man. We need that. We need Morris Brown. Capitalize, man. Capitalize. Uh, let's talk about basketball then. Let's jump right into basketball. Um, got some sad news to report. Uh, Caleb White uh, collapsed during a workout and passed away. He was the number three ranked high school basketball player in the state of Alabama. Uh, he was 17 years old. He was highly coveted. Um, he just had similar to Bronny. Well, I'm not going to say in terms of the condition, but in, in circumstances, he collapsed while at a workout and um, life-saving procedures were performed and he passed away at the hospital age of 17 man this is this is kind of crazy man this is this cardiac thing the what they call it athlete's heart this is this is kind of crazy right now i don't know what's going on yeah unfortunately and i i do not know the answer to this i literally was just sent it was just sent to me while we were sitting here um, it looks like former NFL running back Alex Collins has passed away at the age of 28. 
Um, at this point, we do not have any more details than that. I literally just got this while the time that, you know, we switched. So thoughts and prayers to both of these at the same time. Um, this is tough. Wow. Um, yeah, man. So we didn't, we don't make it a habit to break bad news. We never try to, but, um, RIP to Caleb White and obviously RIP to Alex Collins, man. Hopefully they can figure we get some advancements in sports medicine so we can kind of stop, stop this athlete's heart type thing. Um, moving on, moving on, uh, with heavy hearts, but we have to move on. Joker dog. Joker might be the first person that really doesn't enjoy playing in the NBA more than he does horse racing. Like the NBA for the first time that I can see is more like a job for the Joker. It's, it's not like, Oh my God, I can't believe I made it here uh, to the NBA. This is amazing. What you saw after they won the championship is what you see right now. Um, he was so much happier when he won the horse racing championship in his native country than when he did when he, then he won the uh, championship here. As you can see him dancing and everything going off. This was like day one of like a week-long celebration of him winning. This is crazy. Yeah. I, I, he didn't dance around like this with the trophy. If you remember when me and Reggie talked about this, Joker was like, do I have to go to this parade? I would rather go home and horse race. And then to actually see it, he enjoys horse racing 100% that he enjoy, more than he enjoys playing basketball. Uh, it, we, it's not even I, close. Not even close. No, it's not even a close second. Not not anywhere near. And I really enjoy these athletes. He, he kind of falls into the same category to me as kind of like a Jamal Williams. Like, yeah, I'm here to do this job or whatnot, but this ain't me. I'm a whole different human outside of here. Just like y'all clock in and go to work and do your job and go home. That's me too. <laughs> Just me with my crazy. boys at home. I'm lit. My trophy in hand. Yeah. Joker was we going crazy time. over there. <laughs> he was going crazy. Um, USA basketball update. We don't have a graphic for you, but uh, the United States did beat Slovenia, although it was without Joker. I'm not Joker. Luka. Without Luca. Then they did beat the number one ranked team in this uh, FIBA Invitational, uh, Spain. And I, for one, did not expect that. I didn't expect them it. It was to be close Spain. though. I think it was like eight. it was close until the end. They ended up winning by like fifteen, but it was back and forth. Spain cut. They were da- Spain was down by ten at halftime. Came back and cut it down with a started the second half with a nine zero run, and it went back and forth, back and forth. Um, what I will say about USA basketball, and you can kind of tell when people play USA basketball that aren't already like established superstars. Um. Normally their game elevates to the next year. I can see that with Ant-Man because Anthony Edwards has been like more of a defensive stalwart, although he's been playing well. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Looks like he is about to be the next like formidable offensive defensive big in the league. Um, I don't know if he'll have a rise like Giannis did where he was just like Giannis went from – just like Giannis went through puberty in six months and just decided to be a grown man and did, and then play well. I think Jaron Jackson Jr.'s skill is starting to catch up to his athleticism. I really, really wish Evan Mobley was on this team. I really do. Why? I think that them two together as a front court would be 
that's scary to me because you could play five out with them, but they're so good on defense and they can move. Oh, that's and y'all want. you got to put some respect on Steve Kerr name, man. He out there. He is coaching. He's playing Paolo at the five, talking about this is the difference between um, international ball and American and NBA basketball. Uh, he's doing like taking like the Phil Jackson approach almost like they do walkthroughs mostly. And he talks about like meditating and stuff and they are responding. I did not expect for them to be this good. Not going to lie to you. Didn't expect the United States team to be this good. Told y'all. I sat right here and said, no, 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 no. It's they picked the team. A lot of times they pick players. And I still think for the Olympics, they're going to pick players, but this is a team. They pick guys who they felt would play well together, and they're doing it. And Jalen Brunson, man, he's hooping. Jalen Brunson is – we already said he's an underpay. After we said he was an overpay when he signed the contract in 10 games I into the season. I'm, I'm So far, I'm wrong. 10 games into the season. And I want y'all to season. hear that because I said – I be saying I'm wrong. Y'all 10 games that. into the season, he was an underpay. And now – now that he's flourishing in USA basketball, I can only see him getting better because you're starting to see his playmaking ability versus just his scoring. He's starting to become a better point guard exactly. and a better leader, which is impressive. Yeah, uh, and SGA out there in Canada, him and him and him and RJ out there Woo! cooking though. Him and RJ, <laughs> him like and it. RJ out there cooking, and uh, they uh, I think RJ went 13 for 14. Although some yes. of them, RJ be hitting a lot of luck shots though. <laughs> like in the in the paint, all the little flip a, shots. He had a lot of them. I'm gonna keep hitting them luck shots too until you have a problem with it. <laughs> um, but and it's exciting. The NBA is very exciting right now. I think that all of these guys who are playing are getting well needed reps, and they're kind of guys who I think are going to benefit from the physical style of basketball. You know, NBA is different. I think that these guys are gonna. Is I think it's the advantage that Luca has on a lot of people is he played adult basketball. He played in that type of system for very long. So, all right, yeah, you can bump me. But if you guys don't touch me, I'm going to kill you. And I think that this is a good chance for them to hone their skills against people who are going to get physical with them. So when people don't play physically against them, they're going to just assassinate them. Well, I will say if they go through and win this and win in the fashion that they're, they've won the first two games by double digits, it will prove my point that American basketball is still deeper than the world when it comes to playing basketball and being without a doubt. Uh, well, you know, you ain't really, that's how we got to the whole draft was like, that was the, how the conversation started. <laughs> yeah. But it's the world. It's literally the rest of the entire planet. Uh, we're good. We're, but if you only got to take 15, it's one thing, but it's 400 jobs. And I was about to say something. <laughs> I say something crazy. Oh, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this, and I think they went out. This is a well. This is a good. This is a good team. Well, I don't know, man. And, I, it's gonna be tough when they get to the knockout stages. But yeah, they look. They look pretty. Well. They look very well. To get, they look together. They look together. And I do think that Trey would have struggled in this type of basketball to be just transparent. It's physical. Uh, I think it would have been good for him. I, I he even if he struggled, I think it would have been good for him. I don't think what. Yeah, I think it would have been good for him because he would have had to play off the ball sometimes. 
I don't know if they believe that he would do it. Uh, nah, you, whatever. Uh, there's a reason he didn't get he didn't get invited. I think he didn't get invited because his defense. But I'm saying because if he were to play, I think it would. You said he would have struggled, which I'm not saying he wouldn't have on the defensive end. But him playing in a physical style of basketball would be better for him overall. I think it would have made him better. I don't hate that. Uh, 76ers. All right. I have to do it, man. I always reciprocate. Last week, Norwood gave me my props about, I told y'all to draft George Pickens. I said it when he was there. I said he's there in the second round, double down, and he looks like a monster. Norwood said from the get-go when all of this started down, he said Daryl Morey lied to James Harden. James Harden did them a solid, and now it seems like they're backing out on the deal. You said that, and everybody was like, ah, they'll get a sign, or they'll trade him. They'll get him signed, or they'll trade him one or the other. Because they're trying to figure out where they're going to blow it up, like what they were going to do. Well, it turns out, well, let's just, let's, let's just listen to James and what James has to say about the Daryl Morey. Uh, let's go. Oh, no sound. James Harden sounds off and says, Daryl Morey is a liar. And I will never, ever be play in an organization that he's a part of. Ever. I'm going to tell y'all. I woke up this morning kind of early. And so I just opened my phone. And this is the very first thing I saw this morning. And I take the splash cast very serious. I take this this the craft of sports reporting very seriously. So when I first saw this, I was like, okay, this is fake. This is AI. This is dubbed. This is something. So then I spent maybe the next 30 minutes just like, okay, because everything that we put out, I try to vet somewhere else. I try to come up with multiple sources. So if we put it on here, we make sure that it's legit or it has to come from the horse's mouth, which has happened a few times. What's crazy uh, but, about this is it started out, not as you said you started, and I mean interrupt you, but I forgot to say this. It started out two days ago when the 76ers said, we've ended trade talks on guard James Harden and plan to bring him back to training camp for the start of the season. James is on tour in China. So he got that message and delivered his own and said, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. I'm going to tell you right now. I <laughs> thought it was fake. I was sure it was fake. I was like, okay, they playing, they playing on uh, Al Gore's internet again, I can see. They're just making up stuff. AI has dubbed this because you can say anything and it'll just come out. And then Sh Shams reported it and I was like, mm -mm. then I In got video multiple surface. views. And I could actually see his mouth moving. And I was like, oh, no, nah, this is for real. Because right here, I'm like, he could be saying anything. He could be saying, hello, I'm happy to be here. I look forward to playing basketball, uh, Adidas, anything. But then when they gave me that straight on view and his, I was, <laughs> he said, y'all need anything else? <laughs> I said, oh. That man said, yeah, so it's, it's a wrap. Like, I'm out. So with that being said, Finish what you were saying and then tell me where you think James Harden ends up. Wait, 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 wait. I before we get to where he ends up, I think this is a bigger story. This is this is vital to the Philadelphia set. And, and I mean, we're Atlanta Hawks based sports podcast. I mean, well, that's one of our teams. This is important because you know that Joel Embiid has to look at this. 
And he has to think two things. Number one, why did you piss off the guy that just helped me get an MVP? Number two, how in the hell are you going to replace this guy? I'm trying to win a championship. And if James leaves, who the hell are you going to get in here? And Tyrese Maxey, who they just did not pay this summer, he's got to be looking like, can I trust this dude? This is still James Harden. This is this is a first ballot Hall of Famer. This guy just led the league in assists. And they just told me to wait another year. At 33, yes, I old he is. For 33-43, he just led the league in assists. No, what I'm saying is they told him to hold another, wait another year at that. It's, it's easy to say that at like DeJounte no, no, Murray, no, no, who's no, no, like 23. No, no, no. They told, they told Maxi to wait another year. We're oh, not going to pay oh. this year. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And if y'all going to do James like that, these teams are not stupid. They don't live it. They don't live under a rock and their agents are paying attention too. If you treat James like that, then how do you, I expect you to treat a guy who doesn't have half the notoriety of James. And are you guys trying to win a championship right now? That's the other question. And James is mad because he looks like he lied. If you lie to James, I definitely – it's just like dating a woman. You see somebody else like, oh, she lied to him. She very well lied to you next. So I have the perfect solution, but you can't do it because it sets precedent. The perfect solution is to fire Daryl Morey because you royally fucked this up, right? Excuse my language. You royally messed this up. No, it's the second time. Remember, he did the same. He, he messed up Houston, too, with that tweet. Now you're just going from city to city tearing things up. So now you've lied to the person that came right. there. And the real answer, with everything you just said, you didn't pay Maxi. You pissed off Joel Embiid. You pissed off James Harden. To me, the answer is Daryl Morey is fired. But then you you can't do that because now you set precedent. Because James Harden, if James Harden says, I will never be a part of this as long as Daryl Morey is the GM, and then you fire the GM, players already have an exorbitant amount of power, way more than they've ever had before, thanks to the likes of LeBron James. And like Chris Paul, well, not really Chris Paul, but you know, LeBron was the 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 face of the change, the face of the change in terms of player power in the NBA. But this takes player power to almost an executive level, meaning you're making the player an executive if you're telling him to fire, if he's telling you to fire executives, and you do it. Now you could save yourself and say that he did deal in bad faith. We as a team don't believe in negotiating that way. If we make a promise, we stand by it. It will buy you a lot of integrity as an organization. And realistically, the bigger the bigger issue is not James nor Daryl Morey. <laughs> the bigger issue is Joel Embiid. That's who matters. Out of everybody, none of you guys are more important than the MVP. None of you. So... And we already saw uh, James Harden and Joel Embiid at the, uh, what's the dude's name, party. And they was buddy-buddy. And I'm sure James had already told Embiid, nah. Oh, oh, FanDuel guy, the betting dude. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Correct. So, yeah, sometimes you got to do self-reservation. I think, and Daryl Morey has a track record. He did what he did with the Rockets in that China tweet. That was bad. That was bad for the NBA. That was bad for the Rockets. I was surprised he got a job. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was surprised he made it. I was. Yeah, I'm surprised he came back. Sixers were, 
the Sixers were desperate. They needed a change, and Daryl Morey, you also kind of knew they expected James Harden to possibly be there, and he landed him. So it, it kind of looked reasonable at that time. But at this point, yeah, I think you could fire Morey and be like, this guy's just – people have gotten fired for way less. I'll say that. But even if you fire him, remember, they was in the what? Eastern Conference semifinals, right? Again, they didn't make it to the finals again. Damn, I mean, who are you going to get with the salary cap situation it is, with everything in flux as it is, with that roster that you, that he's he's pretty much built out that roster, hasn't he? Outside of Harden. Well, now he's got Harden on the contract. What who are you going to get who are you going to get to come and be the well, I guess you got Joel Embiid. That's your that's your luring chip. But you got to rebuild that roster all over again. Not okay. So this is the thing: rebuilding the roster is kind of tough to say. You could. It depends on if James will stay. You would you would have to negotiate around Daryl Morey. Hey, if we get rid of Morey, will you stay? Because that's really the bigger issue, and that's really kind of. If you could get James to stay and Maxi to stay. Then yeah, the team and you already got Tobias. The team is the team at this point, and oh no, Tobias is out of there. Well, I mean he's there for this season. He's not out of there right now, so you're gonna rock with what you got basically anyway. It really a lot of this depends on if the Sixers were the people telling Daryl, like the upper management was telling him, like no, we're not signing James, which is probably a lot of it. We so you th- you think you think, think the owners value. were saying don't sign James? You think they put a wrestler? Yeah, we're not paying that. Then they put a reverse yeah, wrestler. We're not paying that. We're not paying him. And I I think that Maury tried. I think the Maury kind of over negotiated. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll make it happen. And then the owner said no. And then Daryl stuck in the middle. I don't think he really wanted to do James bad because he brought him there. It's a lot of bail you shooting. It's a lot of bail you are shooting. It doesn't. I'm not shooting him bail. I think it. It's either that or he's dumb. One or the two. I mean, there's you evidence both man. ways. There's evidence both ways. Fair. But I just want to be clear. I'm not shooting him bail. Honestly, between me, you, and the rest of the world, this is the best case scenario for us. <laughs> bring it down. Hey, bring bring out Elmo. <laughs> Chaos. That's what we want. Especially just, this. Is, yeah. Bring out Elmo. I guess I I did drop the ball on that one. I should have had it playing. I should have had Elmo right there. What is that, right here? (laughs) Chaos for James Harden. I hope y'all can tear the spiral right through the first quarter quarter pole of the season. Fight. Fight. James, don't show up. Daryl, don't go nowhere. Hope everybody hates going to end up in Toronto. Joel going to end up in Toronto with Pascal. So, yeah. Crazy. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's move on, man. <laughs> Pissed you off right there. Let's move on. So, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame induction ceremony, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame induction ceremony happened. Uh, George, uh, uh, Pop Popovich, Popovich, right? I've always I've called him Pop yeah. for like the last fifteen years. Um, uh, 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 what's the coach of the lost? The Las Vegas Aces. Becky Hammond, Greg Popovich, Pascal Siakam, Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, Pascal and Siakam. TP. Oh, Paul Gasol. 
Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> Dwayne and Wade, Tony Parker, and Tony Parker. Remember that said Pascal? Uh, like Pascal Siakam, um, <laughs> first player to be in the hall and still hooping at the same time. Yeah, uh, man, so. this is interesting to me because this is a lot of international players. Well, they are um, they are considered the the group of international players that brought international basketball into the modern NBA. They're the, they're the guys. There's the early 90s, and then there's the 2000s. The early 90s, I wouldn't say everybody. I don't remember. Of course, I was younger, so please forgive me. But there weren't a lot of superstars. The 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 Not superstars. There weren't a lot of Michael Jordan. All the top 10 players were uh, were American in, in the 90s. Yeah, Liv Shrimp. Not top ten. Rick Smith. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie Cycli. Arvidas Sabonis. Divac. Vladi Divac. Arvidas. He's not my Vitas. He's not your Vitas. He's our Vitas. Tony Kukoc Stewart's was good. Rest in Tony, peace, Kuko- Tony Kukoc. Oh, you're right. Good. Tony Kukoc. So all of them, man. But this class with Powell and especially Dirk, Steve Nash, all of the, Tony Parker, that group of players in those years – now all of a sudden, you know, Dirk was MVP. I think it was first international MVP, wasn't he? Dirk. Powell uh was very instrumental with the Lakers. Elijah Wano have MVP? 94-95. You're right. Well, Elijah Wan isn't considered Nigeria. an international player. Because He's he from played that no, he played he played American ball all the way from high school all the way on. These guys played international basketball and came over here. That's what they're saying. Hakeem Olajuwon is the greatest international player of all time. I don't care what y'all say. I don't like when y'all be talking about Dirk. I think he's a very good basketball player. He he is not better than Hakeem Olajuwon, and Hakeem Olajuwon should be considered. Well, you stepped over. Well, you stepped over the international. What I you stepped over the entire explanation of what I just said. Oh nope, I ain't want to hear none of that. He's not considered an international player. But anyway, back to what we see. What the Barry in the lead. Um, Powell, here's a picture of Powell, Dirk, Tony, and and uh Dwayne. And it's very interesting that Dwayne and Dirk are standing next to each other because it seems like they finally buried the hatchet. Dwayne Wade would have another ring if him and LeBron just learned how to be quiet. All they had to do was just not say anything when Dirk got sick. After they were up two nothing in the finals, and you pissed off a seven foot guy that can shoot from anywhere on the court, and he went crazy. And Dirk won four in a row. Him, Jason Kidd, uh, uh, and that team, and they won four. I think Jason Terry was on that team, and they won four four yep, games in a row. Jason Terry, and I mean Brendan the other part about this. There's not a none of these guys are Duke players, none of these guys are UNC players, not a Louisville, not a Kentucky, none of that. So think it correlates with the death of college basketball. Oh, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's not by accident. Speaking of which, shout out to college basketball because you are just happy at the NCAA realignment. That because everybody's focusing on football for that. That has kind of rejuvenated and talk about. Uh, the Big 12 being a basketball, being now being a basketball powerhouse or whatever, whatever. It's kind of rejuvenated basketball talk because uh, y'all was y'all was hanging on too. <laughs> what, what you do? What did you say? I don't want to hear that. 
especially women. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, Dwayne Wade, always the icon in fashion that he wants to be. Uh, no, this is not iconic. This is, <laughs> man, if you don't get out of here, first of all, it is, well, you got to talk about it for people that's listening. What you, what you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Now, imagine this. Now, I'm going to tell y'all. Let's give y'all a little peek into my life as a college student. We used to have a couple dress-up days. And I would be the king of, I would put a jacket on, and I put some slacks and some loafers on. So I look dressed up. I would just keep my jacket zipped up. But you probably didn't know was there was no dress shirt on under there. It was a t-shirt. White t-shirt or a black t-shirt. But I looked apart because my jacket was zipped up. Well, Dwayne Wade has done something very, very similar here. He has a white shirt on and it's crispy. I'm talking about it is the crispiest white button up I've ever seen. Never would have known that this same crispy white dress shirt. Oh, and I'm, I use this term dress shirt very, very, very loosely. That boy looks like he about to go perform at the sleeveless. Imagine a sleeveless dress shirt. <laughs> but we didn't know until he took his blazer off and put the new one on. I was like, it's hot outside. And I do not know if that's really your middle name or not. <laughs> but what in the absolute hell? Look at Dirk. What the? F- what does he have on? He about to go perform at the OK Saloon, shut in. <laughs> Dwayne out there with a sleeveless button up shirt. But I mean, you know, when you in fashion, when you in fashion, no. that's what that's what that's what no, that's what fashion is, pushing it forward. All right, next time that y'all go to church, I need you to wear one of these, Reggie. I didn't say I'm a f I'm not in no. Mm-mm. Not gonna have me you out need there looking to go to work. Out there next time like y'all have one of them company meetings, you just go in there with this sleeveless dress shirt on. Looking like a Chippendales dancer. Nah, I ain't doing that, dog. <laughs> ain't no way. This makes. You want to keep going? Dwayne Wade. Yes. <laughs> Why do you do this? We like you. And then you do something. And I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to post this on here. And this is all I'm going to tell you to do. I don't have nothing else to say. But if you want to laugh, just hit these comments. I'm not the biggest comment person. But every time I jump into Instagram comments, I remember I should do this more often. There's nothing that is safe for work in these comments. Um, yeah, this kind of the comment section is bad. Actually, I'm going through it right now. <laughs> I <scroll laughs> they talk about everything. Uh, like them up, what <laughs> bums <laughs> over Baghdad? Damn. They said he got on a boneless T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> But if y'all going through things in life, as many of us are, please just I'll make sure that I will add this. And I'll oh, sure all right, I'm out of here. They do. Are we moving on because they're getting disrespectful now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, the more you look, the worse it gets. Tony Parker is tricky to me. Um, why? I tell you who I think Tony Parker is going to be in 15 years or 20 years. He, I think he's the modern era. John Stockton. Hear me out when I say that. Not his skill level, not his production. It's the guy that in 20 years people will look at and say, nah, he's not that good. Even though if you saw him play, he was a very good basketball player. Well, well the disrespect who, who's, who says he's nah John Stockton's not that good today? 
Everybody. Oh, no, nah, he wouldn't be that good. They don't have any respect for John Stockton. Yes, they do. Even though he – who? Every, List dog. of point guards. John Stockton probably ain't going to make top 15, top 20. Really? I don't know about that one. I mean, he's not – he's – he he is so far ahead of everybody in assists. It's astounding. It's astounding. He's so like far. and steals. What do you mean so far? Like you would have to average like fifteen assists a game for like twenty five years to catch him. He has a Cal Ripken level record. You will never get anybody even close to that. Not with the not not with the not with the rules. You can't even hand check. So you know you can't. Ain't no steal coming out. He had a lot of on the ball well, steals when he was the younger. Assist. The assist, they, I think they said you can average ten assists for fourteen season, and then you still wouldn't be close. You would be like five thousand short. <laughs> him and him and Carl Malone had that two man game, man. But Tony Parker, I don't. I think Tony. I I don't say John Stockton. I think that they will be like Tony Parker wouldn't have made. Wouldn't have made the hall. Me, <laughs> Tony Parker. Wouldn't have made the Hall of Fame if he wasn't on the Spurs. I think a lot of people that will be the the asterisk by by him. I don't think Manu Ginobili makes it either. Nah, Manu's nice. Manu was nice. Manu was. I don't. I don't know if I don't. No, I think he makes it. His skill set. He brought. He brought back the Euro step. You think that Manu Ginobili is better than Jamal Crawford? Just a bas- pure basketball player. In the NBA, yeah. He was better than Jamal Crawford. Yeah. I'm saying, like, if you had to pick them both and put them both on, you put the them both on different teams. I'm picking Manu Ginobili. Manu Ginobili was a better yeah. defender. He was a better playmaker. Jamal Crawford could score, but Manu could score. I'm picking Manu. Manu. Manu, Manu, Manu. <laughs> Uh, let's go here. Charles Barkley on the re- back on the record with Bob Costas says, Jordan, in fairness, I'm don't even put LeBron past Kobe. Let's get that, that out the way. LeBron has stacked his teams. Let's be a re- realistic. The struggle is part of your legacy. So he's saying it's Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. I don't think this argument will ever go anywhere. And I don't, I'm at the point now where I'll just say you're right. Whatever your thought process is on these three, you're right. You can't, it's it's too close to to decide to me at this point. My belief about this is Kobe gets a raw deal because you've seen Michael Jordan. And if you've seen Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant is a carbon copy of Michael Jordan. But if Michael Jordan does not exist, then sure, Kobe Bryant is Michael Jordan. The only reason that Kobe Bryant isn't Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan is real. It's just that simple to me. I don't think I don't. I mean, you could be a better version, but what uh, other takes have been? Look at the teams LeBron has carried to the finals. MJ didn't beat the greatest team ever assembled. MJ, y'all act, is is no, I don't want to take a shot at all. Is the that the best team ever assembled? I like the Warriors. Are the Warriors better than Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant? That team? I think that they could they could hang with them. 
I y'all know I love Steph and Clay and Draymond and KD. They are four of like my favorite basketball players of all time. I don't think they could have done nothing with Shaquille, Correll, O'Neal. Nothing. They could have done nothing with Shaq. That, I, that... I believe Shaq would have had 50 points. I mean, I think on the low end, Shaq would have had 50 points on them. Back in, I'll take this time to tell you to like, follow, and subscribe. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Also, go to the website, www.splashcast.com. And we have a Splashcast 40. It is hot. All right, my back. My, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Microphone died, wasn't plugged in. Uh, But um, you were saying that, yeah, Shaq would have Will Chamberlain numbers against the Warriors. That 50-50-50, he would have all of that. But, I mean, KD would be tough to guard, man. KD would be tough to guard. Steph would be tough to guard. Uh, 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 Clay would be tough to guard. Sean Livingston off the bench would be tough to guard. Wait, wait, wait uh, hold on, because I'm thinking, Andre right, Iguodala so I'm would putting, be tough to guard. I'm putting, I'm putting fish, I'm putting fish on Steph and praying. Cook. Uh, uh, nope, nope, cook. Cook. Mm, cook. No, my answer is probably I'm putting Kobe on Steph. Putting fish on Clay. Cook. Cooked. Fish is cooked. Where Rick. fish is sauteed wherever he go. Yeah. Who is the three on that lineup? I know Rick Fox is in there. Rick Fox, Robert Ory. Who's the small four? Sasha Vujacic. Like who is? They didn't have a three. <laughs> so whoever you got got to guard KD. So you put Kobe on yeah, Steph. Now you got to guard KD. Now nah, I'm not wasting Kobe on KD because KD still KD and them other two. <laughs> I'm telling the Wonder Twins a dead ass up. It's what? ugly, dog. It's ugly Draymond. when you run it play for Draymond. player. It's like ooh. Draymond, Draymond. It's gonna be one of the worst days in your life. <laughs> this is gonna be a day that you will forever. You will want to quit basketball by the time that it's over. That motherfucker should kill. It's gonna do things to you that you've never even dreamt of. But they go. But you also got to look at style of play. Draymond, if he gets a rebound, he gonna run Shaquille out of the. He gonna Re- rebound. Yeah, yeah. In a half court game, the Lakers will try to slow the game down. The Warriors will try to speed the game up. That's how it would go. I think when you look at player for player on that team, both of those teams. I mean, the Warriors stand a chance against them. You just you have to give Shaq sixty. You just gonna have to score eighty. Is going to shoot a hundred percent from the field. You don't get tired. There is not a. Did he get tired against David Robinson? He dug it on his head. If you don't think he was getting tired against David Robinson, who was seven feet tall, Draymond, you look six five. You my boy, but boy, let me tell you, you, you talking about Draymond guarding Shaq. I'm talking about Draymond running the point. How you pulling Shaq out of the paint? You, I'm talking about strategy. You pulling Shaq out of the paint. Like I'm not, I'm not. No, if Draymond can run all the point that he wants to, Shaq sit in the paint. Nah, because then he's gonna be able to do that handoff screen and stand in the way thing. Yep, and it's over. You have to be up on the right. screen because he would do just like this and he's standing in the way. And Steph, Steph gonna right shoot there. that and shock him, shock him. Yeah, you can't just sit Shaq in the paint. We and it's on the bench too. You keep forgetting about Iggy and all. Like they had a a solid nine players that they ran. 
I just I don't. Right I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna hurt. And the other part is I'm gonna have hurt. I'm gonna have Shaq hurt somebody. Steph, come to the paint one time. <laughs> we got one out of yeah, here. Yeah, it depends he on what home. rules. It depends on what rules. But back to the conversation at hand. Draymond, of course, is on saying, you know, he's on LeBron's side, saying LeBron's the GOAT. You know, they're best friends, whatever. Shaq says he's got four, you know, LeBron's got, he's got four rings and becomes the highest scorer in NBA history. He's the best ever. Ain't nothing you can say. Now, Shaq said that, and then he came back later on and said that Michael Jordan was better. Um, of course, Stephen A. says, I cover the dude. Everybody universally respects LeBron, but they didn't fear Jordan. Like, it's always takes. Like, LeBron, J, uh, J.J. Reddick, LeBron, is he an all-time great scorer? No, he's the all-time greatest scorer. So, like, everybody's mm-hmm. I saying, don't know if I really believe that. He's There's a difference in being the greatest scorer and scoring the most points. A lot of this is health for him. Because I hate to point out the very obvious, but Kevin Durant's a better scorer than LeBron James. He just is. I mean, there are a lot of there. I mean, they're better scorers than Michael Jordan, but I mean, he just Jordan had the intangibles and the tangibles that I think a lot of people don't have. Both I think Kobe, like you said, was closest. Uh, I do agree with Dwayne Wade's take, saying the younger generation forgot about Jordan, like we forget about Kareem. I think that is true because Kareem was regarded as the greatest player of all time until Jordan came along. It really was going to be Magic, but Magic got AIDS. Like that's. What slow magic? I still think Kareem is like top three or four. I I mean, well, I'm no, you don't. (laughs) I have immense respect for Kareem, but yes, I think he's four because I think that Jordan is one, LeBron is two. I guess Kareem will be three. Nope, because then I ask myself, do I think Kareem or Shaq? And I got to pick Shaq every time. I mean, everybody makes good points. LeBron started, he was the best player in the NBA in 2005, and that lasted until 2020. I mean, well, maybe not 2020. But, I mean, I don't know, man. He averaged like 30 points when he wanted to. He's still, hey, man, LeBron (laughs) healthy is still one of the top, I would say, seven players in the NBA, and probably higher than that if the team wasn't so stupid. If y'all had better players, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, man. That's I I like I said. LeBron's still kicking they ass out here. Let's, let's he just LeBron gonna, LeBron. I think LeBron crazy either. I think his body is finally starting to break down. But LeBron is so smart, it's it's kind of crazy. So, um, and with Kobe, I think this is our last segment with Kobe. Uh, to round out, we're gonna finish talking about Kobe. Kobe's statue will be unveiled in by the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, it was unveiled. I'm sorry, on August eighth. Uh, this is no, Kobe's no, no. statue. No, 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 no. I'm it sorry, August eighth, two thousand twenty-four. Eight twenty-four, Kobe Day. Gigi will be included in the tribute. Now, nobody knows what the statue is going to look like. This is like, that's it. Well, that means so it's already statue- been unveiled. No, no, no. Statue has to go up well in advance. This like they will have an official unveiling. It's like a grand opening. The business is open, but yeah, they have to actually physically do it. They're gonna have like a full unveiling. They'll probably have some people there. I'm sure. Uh, can't think of Kobe's wife right now. She'll be there, et cetera. Those type of things. But yeah, oh yeah, I right mean there. yeah, everybody's gonna be there. Everybody's gonna be there. Yeah. So this is the statue that will be unveiled, man. So shout out to Kobe family r.i.p kobe gg and all of those that we lost in that helicopter crash 
Um, shout out to the Lakers. Of course, you knew this was going to happen. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we and you're to- right, Sneaky. Jamal Crawford is going to cook, man, in the, in the air fryer. Yeah. One-on-one. Yeah, they play one-on-one. I mean, that's just scoring. Like, at that point, but I think on NBA, playing in the NBA, I think Manu is a better player than Jamal Crawford. <laughs> but we got one more segment to go, man. We got some football to talk about, NCAA football and NFL football. Some of uh, the, I think the AP polls came out, as well as uh, John Harbaugh. I don't even know what to call this. Is it privilege? Is it stupidity? Whatever. He's not being suspended. And then we also talk about uh, the Falcons, uh, as well as free agency and some football highlights from the preseason that kicked off. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our final segment of episode 116 of the Splashcast, the Around the League edition, uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Our football segment, man, we got a few things to talk about today. We're going to get right into it, man. Jim Harbaugh, as we reported, I think two weeks ago, had received a suspension for some recruiting violations. I, I think they were some BS recruiting violations, but he broke the rules. And he ended up getting a four-game suspension. And we criticized the suspension because... Time out. This, no, this is very real. He lied about it. He They asked him. Yeah, they did yeah. an investigation. He lied. And Once that's what got lied, him the four-game You created a real problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot about the was. lie. I forgot about the lie. He, it was some, Yeah, that's right, because he didn't have to lie about it. It was stupid. You lied about a cheeseburger. So... Um, now after agreeing to the four game suspension, which we went through the schedule and it was going to be against nobody, like they were going to miss, he was going to be playing against nobody. And now the suspension deal with the NCAA breaks down and Harbaugh is expected to coach all Michigan games this season. And he will probably end up having to serve any suspension that comes in 2024. I've never heard of this. So this is interesting to me for a couple different things here. Uh, for it to break down, I would assume somebody probably hated and probably pointed out the very obvious point of this is not really a suspension. This does nothing for him, teaches him no lessons. He doesn't coach in a bunch of games. It doesn't matter. So that's that's problem number one. Number two, we literally, I know this is not the same thing, but it seems very similar. I hope you weren't the reason. We just saw the whole Tory and Meg thing happen. Sometimes you just need to take the deal and shut up. Um, I kind of looked at this a different way. For them to rescind the punishment and allow him to coach all the games, I think there were some inadequacies in the investigation. I think somehow the NCAA hit him next year. I think the NCAA messed this up and they're going to try to save face in 2024. We'll see when the schedule comes out. If they schedule like two big games for Michigan, when the schedule come out next year, then we'll know what's up. I think that this was, uh, 
because it was weak when it when it happened i was like what are, what are you really doing here you're not teaching him a lesson you're not really sending a message you are so tough on, on athletes and this is a two-parter not only did he break the rule after he broke the rule he blatantly lied to the ncaa at a certain point you do have to stand up and show people that you mean what you say or you don't stand for anything so i think that that was kind of the pushback but if he did not take the deal or he has anything to do with this then oh man this is foolish but I do think that they they are in the, So you think you gonna, think it's like a plea deal? Like you didn't take the plea deal, so we go. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, moving on, man. So the AP preseason division one top twenty five poll came was released, and number one was Georgia, Michigan, number two. Ironic that all this came out at the same time. Ohio State, number three, Bama, number four, LSU, number five, USC, six, Penn State, seven, Florida State, Clemson, and Washington round out the top ten with Texas and Tennessee and Notre Dame and Utah in the top 14. Let me tell you about the teams I don't believe on this list here. Georgia, yes. Michigan, this is fake. If I could bet right now that Michigan does not end up in the top 10, I will take that bet. Easy money. You think Ohio so? State, sure, you get in there because of where you are. Alabama, yes. LA, I think that their schedule and being in the SEC puts them in a good position. Penn State, I don't trust you. Florida State, I don't trust you. Clemson, don't trust you. Washington, boy, hell no. Texas, Y'all don't even know who your starter quarterback is. I just saw something that says that Quinn Ewers might be losing his job to Arch Manning. Tennessee, trick bag. Notre Dame, no. Utah, yes. Oregon, I got to see you play somebody else. Kansas State, no. Nope. I don't think 16 through 25, I hate to say that. The 16 through 25 TCU. don't really we matter, you, except TCU. for Tulane. Shout out to Tulane. The or Green Wave after beating USC is number 24. Boy, no. <laughs> Tulane's not. And see, this is where I get frustrated every year. Now, this year's a little different because maybe we ain't that good. <laughs> Tulane ain't better than Florida. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I don't like to cuss on the pod often, but, man, y'all got to get out of here with something. <laughs> North Carolina. Shout out to North Josh. Hold up. We year. are not going to step past that because I wasn't going to say nothing until you said something. And you got your orange and blue on over there. I see you, good brother. Uh, yeah, no purpose. <laughs> Are we is are Josh and I or Sneaky and I going to start a is this Tulane this year's Coastal Carolina or Cincinnati? If you disrespect me. If y'all don't remember, Coastal Carolina two years ago was ranked just as much as Florida was unranked. The whole year. <laughs> the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. <laughs> I don't know if y'all I don't know if y'all remember the movie Rock Will Doodle Do. It's one of my favorites. I really love that movie. Yeah, it was a good one. Chanticleer was the main character. <laughs> if you're trying to tell me the Coastal Carolina's better than Florida, then throw Florida away. What about the green wave of Tulane? Man, green wave, blue wave, <laughs> wave your ass on out of here. 
Man, don't disrespect. <laughs> See, this is where I get mad every year. And I'm like, yo, first of all, this is the reason we got to fire Billy Napier. Because it's way too many people up here just trying us. And we getting talked to any type of crazy way. No, no, no. Put your hands down. You look way too comfortable. You're enjoying this too much. You're black history out. I don't like none of this right now. I'm very upset. I'm frustrated. I'm mentally and emotionally broken right now. And the season ain't even started because Billy Napier want to throw offensive screen left, offensive screen right. We don't do anything else. We have the simplest, stupidest offense you've ever seen. And now you have people like Tulane who are ahead of us. North Carolina. North Carolina, that's the same. They brought you Sam Howell. Who else did, did, did uh, Drake May? Well, they got a, they got a Heisman Trophy candidate in Drake May. Drake May is not real. <laughs> yeah, I I hate that like I live in the Matrix, and the reason I say that I've lived in the Matrix is that I can see reality. Mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. it. I know that about North Carolina is fake as fools goes. They are pyrite. They are gas station sushi. Whatever it is, you should not trust that team. But so I you don't think that they're better than Florida? Florida. Hell no! Just like last year. But the only thing is, didn't y'all go like seven and six last year? Sorry, we also beat Utah. That's what all of these teams is. Who I want us to play? Give us Tulane every year. Give us Cincinnati. Give us Coastal Carolina. So you want to be a mid-major? Yes. I want to get them out of there. I just want the fluff to go. That's my only thing. But y'all get got in that predicament by losing to mid-majors, though. Who? Do... No. You will. Y'all Who lost to Billy Napier. To? Billy Napier. <laughs> we did not lose to the University of Louisiana Monroe. That's what he was coaching before. They came to the swamp and beat y'all. I hate this because every year I have to play this stupid game where y'all put all these stupid ass teams up here that are supposed to be good. And then at the end of the season, I told y'all these teams was both. I hate that I have to do this every year, but you know what? This is our fault. It's because we don't win enough games. Why you get to say it and I can't? Say what? I just said it's y'all fault. It is. It is. That's the reason. Sometimes you just gotta beat people. Yeah, uh, I, but, now I will say I don't expect Florida to be down for long though. Longer, they've been down for long, but not longer. We need another coach. We already need another coach. We had McElwain. He was a bum. They had um, the curse. What's J- of Urban? Uh, the Herb J- curse. Uh, uh, who else was trash? Everybody. Well, must all of them trash. Y'all had the shark oh, dude. Y'all had the shark man. What's the shark man that was doing the shark on the boat? That was McElwain, I think. Oh yeah, McElwain. Oh no, who's who's the who's the dude who's whose uh wife kissed the people? Wife, I forgot about him. Uh, uh, he was the offensive coordinator for Ohio State. Uh, yeah, y'all had the wife kisser. Y'all had the shark messer upper. Y'all had the man who heart fell out his chest. (laughs) Y'all got three yards in a cloud of dust. Must champ. We have to revisit. Mouth kisser, yo. Now let's talk about that for a little bit. Oh, we are, okay, we can stay here. That's fine. We, I have no problem talking bad about Florida. <laughs> she was really ah. kissing the players in the mouth. That was wild. First of all, in the Me Too movement, 
You was kissing these young children in the mouth. Why was that okay? <laughs> Who allowed Billy Napier? Oh no, 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 Dan Mullen. Dan the Man Mullen was out there. Yeah, let's look at the. Look at, look at the guys who coached Florida <laughs> since Urban Meyer has left. Mr. Fake, my heart hurt head. Will Muschamp. This man Boom. could not coach himself out of a <laughs> fucking plastic bag. As soon as you ask him about offense, he's like, oh, don't know what that is. Now, is his defense? He is a savant. I've never seen anybody coach a better defense than him. Offense, he is like Tecmo Bowl. It's three plays. I pick one of them, and it's probably wrong. Um, next, McElwain. Shark lover. That's a shark lover. Didn't know what he was doing. I knew he was trash as he showed up. Boom. <laughs> then we got Dan Mullen, his wife kissing everybody in the mouth. Why? Cuckold. Why would cuckold. you? Cuckold. First of all, that's freaky. That's <laughs> nasty. See, that's probably what started COVID. And, yeah, <laughs> man, I have so many questions. What? You kiss your husband with that mouth after you let all them college boys kiss your wife in the mouth? That's disgusting. That's filthy. <laughs> Go in, oh Florida. Go ahead, Florida fan. I, I'm real about my team. When it's trash, it's trash, and this is trash. We got rid of Dan Mullen, his wife kissing, and now he got <laughs> Billy Napier, Mister Mister Wide Receiver Screen himself. I've never he's never seen a wide receiver screen he didn't like. Throw it to the left, throw it to the right, throw it anywhere but to who? To our team, so we can score. Then on top of that, you had Anthony Richardson went what fourth. In the NFL draft, you couldn't get that guy going. If you can't get him going, and that dude is a Ferrari, then you surely not gonna get Graham Mertz going. And you know what? You gonna get going home here soon, and I'll be happy about it. So you're not you're not mad that Florida's not ranked? No, because we got a clown for a coach. <laughs> Fire coach. Uh, FCS. I brought yes. up the FCS. To quote my uncle Curtis, Fire coach. To bring up, I brought up the FCS uh, preseason rankings because I wanted to make note, of course, the juggernauts as always, South Dakota State, North Dakota, I don't, I don't understand how, North Dakota State, Montana State, William & Mary, and Ho William & Mary. Those guys are always good. Then you also have Sacramento State as well. But you also have at number 19, you have North Carolina Central. Told y'all. I've been telling y'all. Now, who you don't see on here, which is very, very interesting, is Kennesaw State. Um, you also see at 25, you see FAMU. Yep. So you got a SWAC team and a MEAC team up there. And they are, some of them are, both of them are considered real threats to meet in the Celebration Bowl. So, And neither one of them are considered the number one in their conference. That's even more interesting to me. Yeah, because... Howard is supposed to be up there, but I think I, I, Howard. That don't make sense. That don't Southern, track, right? Southern. Well, I mean, you know why I think so. They got to make room for the rest. Is this a quota? Can't have too many up there. Because once now, once they start winning, you might see them up there. But uh, you'll start to see with this black back. Ooh, that's a good one. With this back to black movement that we've had with HBCU athletes and that students. That is the name of this show. Back to black. Uh, with that, we have. Uh, I think that these HBCU teams are going to get better, especially with the transfer rules now, and the fact that you can go there. And I, I, I think that they're embracing getting these dudes in the transfer portal. 
I mean, we talk about him, but Dion showed him the way, and now they're doing it for real, for real, uh, heavy. So I look for more HBCUs to be in the top 25 of Division Two as well. We can still talk about Division One if you want. <laughs> yeah, if you don't get the NFL football, stop playing with me. All right, man, with the NFL. Uh, for the first time, there are eight women in full-time NFL coaching roles, which is the most in league history. Angela Baker, Jill Costanza, Isabel Diaz. Mm. Can you pronounce her name? Moral Java Dafir, Dafar, yeah, Java Dafar. Yep. I think that's Callie Brunson, Jennifer King, Autumn Lockwood, and Lori Locus. Uh, all four of them have, are in various coaching capacities across the league, man. So, shout out to all of them. Ones with the Giants, the Lions, the Colts, the Buccaneers, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Washington Commanders, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Tennessee Titans. So they're all in various capacities of player per, player personnel. So shout out to them. And and I like that there are a lot of minority women in these spots. Looks way more equal than coaching does. So you know this this is also very important to me specifically. Yeah, man, I think it's trending towards you. They can coach better than Billy Napier for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The I'm NFL already. The NFL is um will will soon get to uh where there's a female assistant coach or someone in an on field capacity on every team. Uh that'll happen a lot sooner than later. Um let's talk about the Falcons. I respect these women and treat these women as women. And I think it's probably good for the game and the locker room to a certain degree to clean out some things. Sure. Do that. Um, the Falcons played the Miami Dolphins, and this is a team that we pretty much lose to every time we play them in the preseason. Uh, well, we beat them this year. To this year, beat them night twenty six to three, nineteen to three, twenty six three, one of them. Nineteen to three, nineteen to three. Um, offense scored. We did not play any starters, but one thing that we did play was D Alford. D Alford is a back is the nickel back from last year, but we lost Avery Williams on the punt re, punt return team. He was like top five in the league in punt returns to a torn ACL. So now D Alford, they were basically out there trying it out, trying players out. And his first touch, he gets a punt return. So D Alford is starting to make himself kind of indispensable on the team because he plays special teams and, and he's the nickel back. And this is special teams. This is one of the places that everybody out there, all 22 men are trying. Mm -hmm. Some other positions, <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm trying to get some reps. I'm getting out of here. Every guy on this field, all 11 of those guys are doing their damnedest trying to tackle that man unsuccessfully. Let's make that very clear. You're on special teams in a preseason game. You're on the cusp of making that team. So you're doing everything within your power to try to not get embarrassed, and y'all let this man embarrass you. He embarrassed all of them because he broke like four tackles. Uh, yes, we we also practiced with them during during the uh, week. And one thing that I will say that we did on offense and defense is we made them look normal. Uh, so and, and that's what I was gonna get to it. about that game. Um, our offense and defense practicing against them 
you saw that one Tyreek Hill highlight against uh, F- Trey Flowers. You didn't see any other highlights from the Miami Dolphins that whole week. There's a reason that happened. Our defensive line dominated the Dolphins' offensive line. All through practice, all through scrimmage, all through the game. Our defensive line dominated the Dolphins. First string, second string, string, third string. We didn't even play first string. We didn't play any starters. And they still had five sacks, a forced fumble, recovery, uh, two interceptions. One of them turned uh, pick six, as and they had three goal line stops. I understand that they would have been field goals, like we said before. But the fact that they bowed up and stopped them looked really, really good, man. I believe in Ryan Nelson now, man. Our, D, our DBs look good. And I wanna I wanna cover a couple things. Number one, my uh multiracial McDaniel has a high powered offense. That offense cooks. And during everything that I saw from everywhere, the defense had those guys looking normal. That's a very, very, very difficult offense to keep looking normal. Uh and yes, that defense, the defensive line is very clear that this is what we're doing. We might not have the absolute best guy at any position. But we're going to rotate so many good players that it won't matter. Everybody will be fresh. Everybody will do their damnness to get after the ball when you're out there. And when you're not, get you some rest, get you some air, and then prepare to go back on the field. I, I'm I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word here. I'm hesitantly uh, optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. Caught that, that's it right there. Thank you, my brother. So, uh, also, remember, like, follow, subscribe. It's the best <laughs> podcast in the world. So, um, the Falcons, they did make a move, though, which kind of came as a surprise, but not really. Because, beard hair. Uh, because, um, <laughs> you're childish. You're childish. You're childish. <laughs> I can't make the joke. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> you can't. Nope. But uh, Michael Williams, uh, <laughs> starting linebacker. <laughs> I am childish. Starting childish linebacker. Starting linebacker Michael Williams. <laughs> Feel like I should flip the switch, like get it back on task. Starting linebacker Michael Williams. Um, Ain't but one switch over here. <laughs> uh, was cut by the Falcons. He was. He was cut. He was supposed to be. Our starter, he started last year. He had a pick six. Uh, he started 12 games. He was first string. But I thought it was interesting that the, he was there to start the game because none of the first string played, which tells me that he's not first string, which means somebody then took his spot. I don't know who. And we signed a USFL player as well. But somebody took his spot. And there are a couple other linebackers out there that outplayed him, and he got juked so bad. He got juked so bad on a dive play twice. They ran it twice. They ran it. He got juked in the hole. Pause if necessary. And they went no huddle and went right back to the same play and got 10 more yards. Run, run that thing back, Turgo. Turbo. <laughs> run it again. Yeah. <laughs> and they just ran the ball down the field. And I was like, yeah, he's going to get cut. And they did. They cut him Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um. Moving on, man. So there was a lot. I, I'm going to come back to the trolling. Let's go to the free agency because I feel like that's a little bit more important. Um, three moves happened in free agency. Uh, I believe one of them was Zeke. Shout out to Sneaky. 
Zeke signs a one-year, $6 million deal in with the New England Patriots to be, I'm assuming, their short yardage back That's or fullback type player. RB2, whatever it is, he's RB2. Well, I think that he's RB2. He could go ahead. Tell me what you think, and then I'll give you my opinion. I don't have a very well, good opinion on this. Well, I, mean, I was going to let you speak first because the first point is a point that you made. Um, Deuce Vaughn made this move happen. There was a lot of people trying to figure out what Dallas was going to do. They didn't really invest in the running back in the draft for real. They didn't go out in free agency and get one. And now and they they've got Tony Pollard. And it and you said what? They did not pay Tony Pollard either. Mm-mm. So there was a lot of like what's going on. And then Deuce Vaughn has been out there just looking like uh uh what's his name? His predecessor, Darren Sproles. Tony he Pollard. looks yeah, that too. He looks like Darren Sproles. He's five five. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's very, very sudden in his and shifty in his moves. And he's hard to find. And they, he's out there. He's pretty good. I think that move made this move happen. 100%. I think they were. I think that – and Dallas played this as an organization the right way. You kind of kept Zeke at arm's length, but you knew that if you needed him, you could call him. He would run back. But Deuce Vaughn, and this is the guy who y'all have seen. His, his dad is one of the coaches there. Um, and he is every bit of five five. Me and my boy Phil laugh every day about he keeps he Phil keeps saying they keep adding height to him every year. I mean, well, every time that you, it, that you see him on the field, mm-hmm. Phil is is a hundred percent believer that this. He's like, man, I'm five seven, five eight, and he's smaller than me. And then you see him play, and you're like, he finds a way to break. He open, was pass blocking, break it open. It, now I. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. <laughs> now that, I'm going to tell you this. And, and I will say, as a when I did play football, to me, there is nothing more frustrating than hitting a short person because they have just lived, they have, Natural and it's not leverage. the center of gravity. For me, it's limited access. Very the small you are, target to hit. The more yeah. compact you are, the harder it is to get a good spot to hit a person. I hit Big the tree person, stump. I got I got the torso. I can I can I can shoot your elbow. I can I can hurt you. Small person, bro. I have really nowhere to hit you how I want to hit you. Now that linebacker or that defensive lineman, you're supposed to plant, dude. You're supposed to <laughs> crush him. Sometimes you just step on him or, or fall like fall on him if you have to. But you you didn't have the tenacity that I would be looking for for a defensive player. Every now and then, you got a guy that small. You just gotta you gotta blow him up. And he didn't do that. He made Deuce look like the Hulk. Made Deuce. And you sir got Deuce a job. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking like I think I put it in a group. Like, wasn't he supposed to crush him there? He didn't. And he just didn't. Deuce is a patient runner. He's small, so he's gonna be very difficult for linebackers and linemen to find him behind the offensive linemen. And he knows what to do in the open field. He don't. He don't run like a chump. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if this really moves the needle for the Patriots with with, it, with Zeke. I, but I, they they may be in the toughest division in football. So and that's so I don't have, I think they are going to be awful. <laughs> they may go get Caleb Williams next year. Zeke has been 
uh, Juju never should have been. Mac Jones never could have been. This is ev- everything about this is disappointment for me. This is a very another bad season for this team. Yeah, this is gonna be awful. This is going to be awful. Uh, you talked about um, Deuce Vaughn not being able to be seen behind that offensive line. Well, they did do something with the rest of that money. They definitely renegotiated with Zach Martin, who is like the top two guard in the league, maybe top three. I think Lindstrom is one. Zach Martin is two. Uh, the new deal that he got will pay him north of $18 million a year in each of the next two years. Uh, fully and guaranteed. it's fully guaranteed. So they gave him $17 more million and made the entire contract fully guaranteed. Smart man. Hey, whatever. Whoever Jerry, uh, what's what's his son that took over operations? Steven. Steven ain't making too many bad decisions when it comes to actually managing the assets. Well, I mean, this dude is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, you better find a way. And now, now I'm gonna tell you, Jerry, you kind of you was told in the line of being disrespectful there. <laughs> what you mean? Just real close. He said, "Oh well, with Zach Martin, we just gonna move on forward." <laughs> Zach says, sure. You made me go make another one. <laughs> Jerry yeah. said, nah, we're going to pay you. Now, nah, you got, you got to, you can't talk crazy to this. He's too good. And your quarterback ain't that, your, your quarterback is just good enough. And he throws a lot of interceptions. Good enough to be what? I mean, good enough for himself. I think that <laughs> Dak is a, he's a fourth round quarterback. He's better than what he should be. He's just overpaid because they didn't pay him early. I think Dak is about what you should expect out of a guy you get in the fourth round. <laughs> that is true. I think I did watch y'all because y'all played the Jaguars, I believe. The Cowboys played the Jaguars, and it was a rotating door at at guard. <laughs> so they Dak was like, oh, my money on the way. It's like an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I meet you at the door. Just have my money ready. <laughs> That's not uh, a, okay. Okay, time out, time out, time out. That's not an insult about Dak. He's just about what he should be as a fourth round quarterback. You don't go into the fourth round and be like, "Oh, that's where I'm gonna find my future quarterback." No. Says the guy with the third round quarterback. I was about to say, now we got the third round. Also, and we're doesn't... not planning on getting him. Like he just happened to be there. It doesn't help that. Dak has made this thing of I am not going to throw 10 interceptions this year and then immediately went out during scrimmages and threw like three of them. It was like, ah. Uh, he said, I'm going to throw 10 in practice. Imagine what I'm going to throw in this season. <laughs> uh, but also, um, Dalvin Cook signs a one-year $8.6 million deal with the Jets, $7 million guaranteed, $1.6 in incentives. The Jets have gotten better. This is cool and all. But how is it that Dalvin Cook has to settle for a one-year, $8.6 million contract? Dalvin Cook. Now, I'm going to tell you. Y'all better do something. Y'all got a <laughs> lot. Y'all got everything over there. You got Rodgers. You got Sauce. You got Quentin Williams. You got Dalvin Cook. You got Brees Hall. You got Garrett Wilson. Um... I don't want to hear nothing. You and y'all in these USFL jerseys better bring <laughs> home the bacon. And if y'all don't, I'm going to tell you, it's a problem. 
But I and I still don't trust it. I don't trust this at home. Dalvin Cook or the I Jets? think that the Jets. I even with the addition of Dalvin Cook, I just can't get, wrap my mind around trusting the Jets. Well, this does allow for Brees Hall to have less wear and tear on his body. He's already had a season-ending injury as a rookie. So that does allow it. It gives you a change of pace. Brees Hall is more of a power back. This is the best this is the best running back room in the NFL. It has to be. Well, they have questions at offensive line, but I mean, they I'm are. talking about the position of running back. Yeah. This helps the offensive line. And how do teams keep finding money? Aaron Rodgers took the pay cut, remember? Aaron Rodgers took the pay cut, remember? Our quarterback don't get paid nothing. How we can't get? We signed everybody on defense. We signed everybody. A whole lot of players. We did. We did. We We signed a whole lot of players. Uh, Let's get to the hate. Let's get to the what I call this, the, the trolling stupidity segment. Um, it's a lot of trolling and a lot of people doing stupid things. Anytime, first off, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers to Henry Ruggs, thoughts and prayers to his family, thoughts and prayers to the victims that lost their lives, thoughts and prayers to their family, thoughts and prayers to everybody in this situation. It came down except OJ. It came down to stop it. I'm trying. (laughs) Henry Ruggs. Uh, has been sentenced to three to ten years. Will be sentenced from three to ten years uh, for driving roughly 160 miles per hour on a public street that ended up killing a girl, her dog, and her dog. Uh, well, killed killed in the family. Um, OJ decided to say, "Yes, the Orenthal James says." The math doesn't add up. OJ says three to 10 years wasn't enough of a sentence for Henry Ruggs. We fell victim to this because why would you even ask OJ? Why is this even right? You see me? Ask me. (laughs) Go ahead, man. There is nobody who's a better expert on how much a person, uh, on how much time a person should spend in jail after murdering a person than O.J. Simpson. <laughs> if anybody knows that, it's him. <coughs> yeah, it is. It is, man. I just, I... You are uniquely qualified to speak on this. Now, is this hate? 100%, 100% OJ, hate. You just shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is 100% I don't, I don't hate. Have, I don't have anything positive to say, O.J. First of all, the reason that your ass went to jail is because they let you go on the first one and you still ended up being stupid. <laughs> and you're still out stupidity. there being stupid. <laughs> you my I OJ just You are slowly becoming one of the most punchable people. <laughs> yeah. And if Henry Rugg see you in these streets, once he get out, and he will get out, and he slap you, I hope they catch it. On Twitter, TMZ buys it and then they put it on the internet. That's what I want. Because he should slap you when he see you. You playing with my life, big dog. That's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. So toss some prayers to everybody but OJ. Blake Martinez has reportedly been banned on Whatnot, which is a card trading platform for scamming Pokemon. 
scamming Pokemon collectors. If you remember, this is a callback to a story we did a few months ago where he retired abruptly and was selling Pokemon cards after uh, he was the starting linebacker for uh, the Giants. And he made more money in like a month of selling Pokemon cards than he did his entire NFL career. He made like $11 million. And we supported it. And we did. You got paid. You don't have to risk your life. You found another passion. Congratulations. Now, what I do think that they should do is they should give Jamal Williams a chance to put his hands on him. As a devout Pokemon player, fan, and I assume card collector, for Blake Martinez to get in there and just sully up the the, the Pokemon market like he did, I think that Jamal Williams should put his hands on him when he see him. It's so Personally. funny reading everybody saying that they knew that it was something up. These are like Pokemon collectors allegedly in the comments. Like, yeah, when well, he made nine million dollars in like a month and or like two weeks, they knew something was up. And apparently he was scamming. So while he has been removed from the platform, I am waiting to see if there will be legal action to get some of that money back. Because people take that well, seriously, apparently. <laughs> yeah, all you gotta do is spend it. Uh Shanahan. Now Shanahan, y'all, if you follow the splash cast, you saw this on the story. That was a post by me because I was so appalled that Kyle Shanahan was quoted saying, I think Jimmy Garoppolo was the best quarterback here in about 20 years since Steve Young. Jimmy Garoppolo over Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Mind you, Colin Kaepernick, now, I just, I couldn't imagine. That's Kyle Shanahan doubling down on dumb. That's what it is. No, 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 no. Also, don't forget about Jeff Garcia. All three Jeff of these Garcia. Guys, yes. Yes. All of these guys better than Jimmy Garoppolo, who's now seemingly only competing passes to the opposition in practice over there in Las Vegas. Uh, I don't think that Jimmy G ends the season as the quarterback for uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And Kyle Shanahan put that dope down. I don't know if it's that Heron, if it's that crystal meth, but bro, you are tripping out. And we, I, I think we, I speak for both of us here. I think we both have an immense respect for Shanahan. I think that he is an offensive genius. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL currently, but this is just trash. I, I, I can't understand it to save my life. He better do something because if he is offensive genius and all of this, this is definitely a something that solidifies a, a, uh, a flaw in his offensive genius. He is not a great talent evaluator of quarterbacks. He is not it at all. He went, spent the house on Trey Lance, Trey Lance threw an interception that was so bad. I mean, it was a touchdown, but it was an interception. He threw an interception and a touchdown on the same play in preseason. I ain't never seen that before. He threw an interception and a touchdown on the same play. That's how bad Trey Lance is. That well, they came out today and said Brock Purdy is clearly the starting offense. I mean, starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. So they have to say that. Trey Lance was awful. <laughs> Brock Purdy, if you you may or may not know him as a Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. So Kyle Shanahan, while he is an offensive genius, while he has taken the mantle from 
the zone running game from his father who created it and all of that stuff. When it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to, I forgot about this story. When it comes to evaluating talent at the quarterback position, he is extremely flawed. And to say Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback they've had in the last 20 years since 2003 is just insane. Doubling down. Jimmy's his friend. Um, so that's kind of the, what did I say? What did I call this? That's stro- trolling stupidity. That's the stupidity part. This part has to be trolling. Oh, man. Oh, well. Uh, this part has to be trolling. Um, Kyler Murray. <laughs> Come on, Google. Kyler Murray uh, f- was found. <laughs> I hate to say found, but okay. I'm trying to so find a PC is- way of saying this, but this is what Kyler Murray was seeing at practice where I digress all of my time to you because I don't know what to say here. It's like the one. Okay. Man. So what this is, is I think the company's name is Catapult and they have these fitness trackers that they have athletes wear. Um, Kyler is wearing this right now. Uh, another person you've seen wear this very same model is Chet Holmgren. Um, to me, I, I I need to understand the logistics on why it has to look like a, a sports bra. That part, I just for the for the life of me, I can't understand. Like, can you not give it the full fit? Like, can you give them like the full tank, or is that not is that not an option? Even um, even this, this, in flag football, you get the sleeves that stop right here. You know, that's what back in the 90s when they would roll up the shirts and the jerseys or whatever. You get that. But this is a full bra. This is a sports bra. Yeah. Yes, correct. Like I'm, Yeah, you're right. Back in the day, you had like the sleeveless cutoff football shimmel, and that was the thing. But this, I can't, I can't understand. Catapult, I, don't send me one of these. I would never wear this. Um... But is this the only model that y'all make? And why is this? Why is it? And I hate to say it, it looks like it's uncomfortable. Yeah, the stance. Look at his stance. Like the whole, the whole, the cameraman knew what he was doing by publishing this oh, picture. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and once again, this is another one where you probably want to stay out of the comments. They get bad fast. Um, there have been a lot of other pictures of uh, the longest yard. That's all I'm going to yes, say. Yes, that is it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, y'all just need to make another. Y'all gotta find something else, different cut. This is this is something sure, uh, surely something. Also, the Cardinals—they don't know what they're doing with that team anyway. Just like yeah, uh, they're gonna be yeah, ass. Yes, they about to go get another USC QB. They about to be. In, I don't know what's about to happen. Although, thank you, football gods, because we were trying to trade for Kyler Murray. Apparently, we didn't. No, we were not. That's a lie. Uh, this man told me that he got this hat the last time the Jets made the playoffs and he won't buy a new one until they go back. That hat in the picture looks like it stinks, y'all. It's missing the top of it, the full top of the hat. It looks like torn jeans were 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 stitched together. Um, it looks like his shoes of the Alabama man that wore the white Crocs. It looks like this what matches these. Like he got beat out his shoes. Look like he got beat out the hat. Like this? No, nah, this hat looks like the Jets have as since the last time they made it to the playoffs. This is, this is a perfect representation of what your team looks like. Dirty, nasty, full of holes. You got to make the playoffs. 
They got to they gotta make the playoffs just because he's got to get another hat. He's got to get another hat. You know that hat stink. That hat stink. Ain't, ain't enough dish things. Ain't enough uh, uh, washing powder in the world to get uh, It still stains. All that sweat and grease. Um, OxyClean. Thoughts and prayers to this hat. Thoughts and prayers to the Jets. But if y'all can't get to the playoffs this year, that hat needed you. You just need to give up. Yeah, man. And then, of course, uh, Sean Payton. Uh oh. Before that, uh, you know, Sean Payton was talking about um, Nathaniel Hackett and saying that that was the worst coaching job in NFL history. Uh, Aaron Rodgers responded by saying, hey, keep my coach's name out your mouth. And then Sean Payton has been heard or quoted saying, no players will be on the sideline giving interviews, wearing sunglasses and bucket and Gilligan hats, which is a bucket hat. Uh, so apparently Garrett Wilson was trolling him. If you can see in the photo, he has the bucket hat, the sunglasses and giving an interview with two minutes left in the game in the first half. Everything that Sean Payton said he wasn't, and he ended up liking the tweet when somebody pointed this out. Yeah, I mean, I just, I want to see y'all play now. It's too much back and forth. It's too much talking. Just go ahead and let's see what y'all made of. All this back and forth is cool, but let's get to it now. I'm pretty let's sure see they what play y'all each really other. about. Yeah, they play on the fourth week of the season. That's what I want to get to. I hate the back and forth. I just want to see y'all fight now. <laughs> they gonna beat the hell out of the Giants. I mean, not the. Uh, <laughs> they should beat the hell out of the the Broncos. But they if should. they don't, let me tell you, that's gonna derail your season. It's gonna look ugly. I I just want to see the interaction after the game, especially if they if 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 they lose. Mm-hmm. And you got to still shake Russell's hand. He's not a guy who you can just jump off. No, nah, it's not Russell that's, that has that's upset. It's the interaction between Hackett or the coaches and Sean Payton. Because Hackett is the offensive yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but also, you know, Rodgers. Yeah, all Rogers. of that. I can't wait to see. That's going to be must-see TV. Uh, hmm. So what tattoo is this? This is a drunk Lions fan that went and got a tattoo that says 2024 Super Bowl champs. It's the old Lions logo. Over the Lombardi Trophy that has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 stitches on the football. This is an awful tattoo. And it's a lie, yeah. but it's just an awful tattoo. And you want to support the Lions. I genuinely do. I, I was one of the first people kind of supporting them last year when they started turning around. I like Jared Goff a lot. I honestly like Dan Campbell a lot. I wish they had kept Jamal Williams, but they did pick up your boy, um, to run back to they got from Chicago. No, uh, the other one, the one they drafted, who they said, Oh, Jameer Gibbs, super fast, Jameer Gibbs, Jameer yep, Gibbs. that's him. And they say he's played well so far, but this is the type of things that make you hate Detroit Lions fans. Why would you do this? You, you need to be real with yourself and who you really are. And if you are, you wouldn't do things like this. This is self hate. I, this has nothing to do with me. Hey, man, do what you do. If you believe in your team that much. Listen, you are picked second to come in the NFC North for the first time has to be in a lot of people's lives that are Detroit Lions fans up there. They don't remember the last time they were picked to come in second in the division, much less have a chance to win the division. They haven't been favored since like 2000 and 
2000. So live it up, man. And I just hope you have the correct cover up for this tattoo. Like you already got it there. Um, or you have enough money to get the laser removal or you just could laser remove the 2024 and just leave it there and then put the, put the year on there if they ever win it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah throw that whole arm away. <laughs> oh man. Uh, close out with some good clips here. Oh yeah. 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 Ooh, excuse me. About to sneeze. Um, I meant to show this earlier. Hopefully Instagram won't hate. Uh, I'm going to open these clips up one at a time. Um, these are some clips from preseason. Uh, first one is Jordan Love, which you really haven't heard a lot about in Green Bay is the switch from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Jordan Love has looked pretty good up there in Green Bay. Look at this. Throw me regular season. But this is he dropped this one. Um, he dropped it in the bucket, man. He dropped it in the bucket. Toss. It is. Now I hope he's now, not even he's not compared to Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be, but it's not going to be fair. But I hope he's not compared to Aaron Rodgers the whole season. Man. But I Aaron think Rodgers he's going to be compared okay. to Brett Favre. It comes with the territory. When you go there, that's what the job is. It's not fair. It's not right. But that's life. But they have a chance to win the division. Like, the NFC North is really, really wide open. Because, I mean, Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. But I don't know who their running back is. It's the second dude. Um, I forgot his name. But they look at Dalvin go. So, they, like you said before, they're leaning in on Justin Jefferson. Crazy. And he's going to need some help. I think they're clearing out. I think that this year is going to be... Kirk's last year, and then after this, they're going to say, hey, we have money. Who would you like? Remember, they drafted the wide receiver from USC, too. Uh, that came yeah, we're going to get us a real quarterback. We want a real boy. <laughs> uh, I talked about the Cowboys earlier. This is when Ezekiel Elliott, we're about to play you, the moment Ezekiel Elliott was told we are not going to resign you. Deuce Vaughn shook two players uh, right here, looking like Darren Sproles. Ooh, in the backfield. Shook three players, actually. And this is just one run. He is creating a lot of buzz in uh in, in Cowboys camp. He's so difficult to try to get down to tackle. That's the thing. And it's not like the old NFL where you could just do the old John Lynch play and ball up like this and just run into him as hard as you can. They don't really allow that anymore. So you really got to try to tackle him and he, he five, is shifty, he, man. Five six, five seven, tops. He's shifty. He's 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 has a low center of gravity. His agility is elite, and he may not have like the super speed, but he's got. I don't really see him get caught a lot, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Deuce yeah. Vaughn has created a knack for him, a place for himself on the Cowboys, especially and sneaky. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, is Tony Pollard coming back early in the season, or do they have to wait on him to get come back? It's a fantastic question. I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh Justin Ross got his first uh touchdown in the NFL. His first touchdown since two thousand and twenty one. 
in the national championship game against Alabama. Uh, you know, he had the degenerative spinal uh, situation going on, vertebrae in his neck and spine. Uh, he had to get second and third opinions. And he was so good as a freshman that he was signed as an undrafted free agent with the Chiefs. And now it looks like now that he has overcome that medical condition, he Why looks like one. to be the best receiver in Kansas City. He is definitely fighting for that job. If y'all remember last week, he's the same dude that beat the corner, wiped his hands off, and then caught the ball. This is not what y'all want to see here. If he is as good as advertised, she's going to make y'all hate football again. Because <laughs> they got all the other pieces. They just need another. They need an outside receiver. And they were patient with him. That's what's crazy. They were like wild patient with him. And uh, it looks like it's going to pay off. And it happens. You can be patient. You have, you know, Michael Jordan and Cleese, as they call him. Uh, Stetson Bennett talking about some Georgia Bulldogs. Fyatt went in his first drive, comes in, leads a 16-play, 75-yard drive uh, against the Chargers. Chargers. Uh, Now he looks just like he's in in, in Athens because there was nobody around him. So (laughs) (laughs) look at that pocket. He stood in that pocket. He stepped right up in the pocket. No pressure, no nothing. Yeah. He also looks like a punter. You just you you hate him. He is yeah. There's nobody. Look at this. Look at this. Nobody there. (laughs) But I will say they said he's been turned. He's been showing out in camp though. Say he's been showing out. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you have a Reggie, you could get out there and throw that. (laughs) Yeah. Line to the receiver. The the whole space opened up. There's no pressure. Well, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And this is your weekly reminder that I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all to draft George Pickens. I told y'all, I told y'all. It's going to start over. Don't worry. We're going to see it again. I told y'all, I told y'all. I don't know why everybody left. Like, he wasn't good. He was clearly the best receiver on Georgia's staff. Even with one leg, he was clearly a top three receiver in the SEC with one leg. Like He plays like a crazy person. And there's nothing you can do. I love it. There's nothing you can do about it. Look at that. Get off me. Oh, y'all suck. Now, what what I do notice is, and I don't think it's good for him, he has to make an acrobatic catch every time. There's never a point where he gets a really just easy, throw me a ball, let me do my own thing. He has to make the absolute best catch you've ever seen every time. And I think over time, Especially once you get into the regular season, they're gonna cover him, and they're gonna make it very difficult. How they gonna cover him? They still got Deontay Johnson on the other side. But the thing is, I don't think the Pickett is that good of a quarterback, and I think by the end of the season, Pickens gets frustrated. I think Pickett. He's like, I'm too good to be dealing with this guy. I think Pickett will have a year comparable to Desmond Ritter, because they have a similar they have a similar makeup over there. They have a really good tight end. They have a really good receiving core. They have Najee Harris at the, in the backfield. They have a lot of pieces around Kenny Pickett the same way. When was Kenny Pickett drafted? In the first round. Oh, yeah. Then you can't have a similar season to Desmond Ritter. 
by the time you hear you, I mean, yes, you can. He didn't win the starting job star. Yeah, you can. The expectations for him, even when he was drafted, was tempered. Nobody thought that draft was good. That so it doesn't matter if he was drafted in the first round. Quarterbacks gonna get drafted in the first round regardless. The draft was better in Desmond Ritter's draft, allegedly. So, or was it the same draft? They were the same draft. Second year, second year. Yeah, then never mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you oh, can't. You, I, I think the Falcons' offensive line is better, but I think they'll have similar, similar years. I don't think. No, and uh, I think that the pick. I think that they're also going to be in a in a much tougher conference. Yeah, which is not help them. No, no, you ain't try, don't no 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 don't cross out Jalen. This is Norwood's person that he's no, mad about. <laughs> you know I didn't mean to do that because this concerns me. Jalen Carter, this is his first play in the game. First play in the game. First off defensive snap against the starting right guard pro bowler Ben Cleveland, who went to Georgia, by the way. Uh Jalen Carter destroys him immediately. Immediately, immediately, immediately. Not even, not even close. For those that are listening, and Norwood has turned off his camera. His first play, he got <laughs> pressure within two seconds, going against the starting offensive line. And this is not so the starting is... offensive line. And then you see Nolan Smith over there too, lined up right next to him. Watch out! Watch out, Reggie. So this is my thing. I cut my video off because I don't want y'all to be distracted by my handsome face and my imp- impressive beard. I do mean this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If this man plays like this all season, I'm going to have an emotional breakdown. <laughs> I want to take a moment here. A lot of my friends who are in the chat, I ruined the draft. Again, I will apologize for the rest of my life. I'm and I'm sorry, but not sorry. This was the clear cut, open, easy pick. He's looking this proves everything that I already knew to be true on his very first opportunity. He looks crazy. And if he looks this good, this consistently, I'm going to I don't even know how to begin to explain to y'all how I'm going to feel or how I'm going to act. I was ready to go get the damn draft card myself. I was ready to draft Jalen Carter myself and put him on the Atlanta Falcons and sign him to a 99-year contract. So if if he's this good, we have a problem. I, I appreciate Bijan. I, I hope that he's going to be a good football player, but it's something about having a dominant defensive tackle, really defensive lineman, period, at this point in the NFL. And I'm concerned. I'm coming back, but I had to be able to speak to y'all clearly. Um, y'all keep me lifted up in prayer. I'm stressed, and this is his very first nap. He beat so, that man like a damn drum. He wasn't even frust- – he, he surprised what should have been standing on the sideline. He didn't do anything. What's frustrating about this is he looks like a bigger version of Grady. Like he's quicker, faster than everything. And that's, I don't, what I didn't understand about the draft is we were going after Deron Payne. We were going after Quentin Williams. We were linked to all of the defensive tackles. And this dude, who is the next one, who was there from Georgia, who went to Georgia. This is such an easy pick. 
nothing against Bijan. I'm coming to grips with it. I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with it. But there is no way you pass on this dude, and then this is his first snap. I'm first frustrated, snap. man, and I don't <laughs> I don't know what to say. Just better not be this. I tell you that much. Better <laughs> not be. Better not be this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of episode 116 of the Splash Cast. Real chill night tonight, man. Uh, uh, we talked about NFL news around the culture, NBA news around. I'm sorry, NFL news around the league, NBA news around the league. We talked a little bit about HBCU news, and then of course we did the pregame where the Braves humiliated the Mets and Pete Alonso beat up something that can't hit you back. Norwood, if we didn't miss anything, take us out. And sneaky, Once first again. before you that, sneaky, you on drugs if you think the Cowboys gonna sweep the Eagles. <laughs> y'all, y'all got a broom. <laughs> Talking about um, franchise. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So before we end the show, you know what time it is. Uh, have you had? Do, have you been updated, Reggie? Mm-mm. Well, y'all know when this light comes on, it's oh. time to rain. <laughs> Shout out New York! It is. Shout out New York! We yes, took the subway sir. up to the Bronx. Yes, sir. Eleven three. Yes, so we smacked your little ugly brother first. Now we came to the big dog's house. Braves, 11-3. baby. Let's go, Bravos. We whooped that ass. Man, I'm feeling good. I couldn't even close the show without y'all getting together with us and us having a moment to celebrate the best team in baseball. Little rave in the back. Y'all know what time it is. It's feeling good. Um, Y'all know I hate the Yankees. (laughs) So my soul is full. Um, I'm happy. I'm thrilled. Uh, let me see here. Just give us a second here. Ronnie, one hit. Michael Harris got a hit. Austin Riley, home, home run. run. Yeah. RBI. God, dog. Eddie Rosario, four RBIs, hit a home run. I love you guys. Without you, none of this would be possible. Shout out to the Bravos continuing to be the best team in baseball. Um, let's get out of here. Episode 116, back to black. Um, <laughs> once again, school has started for your HBCU students. Congratulations. Let's do it. Sneaky, you damn right. Uh, number one, number one, number one, more black beaches. Get your beach in because the summer is almost over. And more black baseball. Shout out to Mike Harris. Number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls. Next week, I'm going to tell you all about that dude. Uh, I think he either plays in Texas or Oklahoma. He is a cowboy and a wide receiver. He's six six, and he is a monster. And defensive end. Uh, yes. No, no, no. Defensive back. Defensive back. Defensive back. Defensive back. Um. Yeah. So more black cowboys and cowgirls, and then number three, the one that matters the absolute most. The historically black college and university your cousin went to, your auntie went to, that person that you was a, you was real cool and sat in the back of church went to, um, the one that you went to sent some money over there. Historically black college university in your neighborhood. The one you go to homecoming step shows to just be around your people, whatever classics may be available, send some money over there. They desperately need it. And to the greatest learning institution in all the absolute world, the Hampton University, send some money over there on behalf of me and Reggie, $18.68 on behalf of the Splashcast. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Also, www.thesplashcast.com. Also, Splashcast 4048 pack out on Wednesday. 
got some heat on it. Um, what you got for us, Reg, before we get out of here? Sneaky, I accept your six-pack bet that the Eagles, that the Cowboys will not sweep the Eagles. Make it 12. Make it 12. I, I accept that, that I bet. you had an inquisitive look on your face. I was like, <laughs> he must have something he's looking to communicate. Make it a, tw- make it a 12. Make it a 24-pack. Whatever it is, I want it. I'm signing up for it. I will bet whatever um, beer you want to bet, Sneaky, you will bet the Cowboys will not sweep the Eagles. Oh, I'll bet a keg. <laughs> but that's all I got. I just really wanted to to respond to that. I uh, appreciate y'all. Like, follow, subscribe. Love y'all. Peace. Adios, mi amigos. Always remember, keep it P. Until next Monday. See you then. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's a Splash Cash 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday Morning Live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com and, of course, via Instagram at thesplashcast. Shorty says, send family, get a flight, get a flight. Freaks come out at night. Mommy shaking ass, that ain't nothing new. Cause when I fall back, I get a better view. You know the keys to success. Money, power, respect. Don't get bitter, get better. She was who she was when you met her. When you met her, when you met her. If I had a dog and then they fuck what they say, real niggas relate, and you bitches ain't fake. Oh, 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 oh.